Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. Uh, I have uh, a joy to have with me in studio the Executive Director of the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, the Reverend Dr. Matthew Heisey, uh, here to talk about some of the exciting things happening with the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. Um, it's always great to to catch up on uh, on the, all the great stuff that's happening with LHF. So thank you so much for uh Thank you, sir. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Um, uh, so many things happening with LHF. Um, all this great work. I see it on on your website and on your Facebook page, um, always a new thing happening, especially uh, at the beginning of the school year, new projects coming up. Um, but before we get into that, uh, can you give us like your elevator speech, a quick rundown of of the mission of LHF and what, sure. what you all do? Uh, Lutheran Heritage Foundation translates, publishes, distributes, and introduces books that are Bible-based, Christ-centered, and Reformation-driven. And, and we do that really for all segments of the church for the mission field uh, primarily, but also for the mission field here in America because there are so many of these immigrant groups here. So uh, we are there to supply those who go on short-term mission trips from their churches, those who have immigrants in their neighborhood because immigrants are among us, U.S. I always kind of do, that's my little shtick, <laughs> uh, because they are. And, and, and this is a great way to reach out to people with something like a children's Bible storybook catechism for someone's birthday, for someone's, uh, um, I was going to say bar mitzvah. Boy, well, I'm way off on that one. Uh, for, for, for Christmas time in particular, it would work out a whole lot better, I think. Yeah. I, I, we're, we're actually contemplating doing something in Hebrew with, uh, oh. with, with uh, Dr. Rob, Bob Rogner, so that's why, that's why I was oh, thinking of that, that, that too. that would be really interesting. That would be real interesting yeah. to do something like that. Yeah. But, but, so those are basically some of the things that we do. Yeah, and how, do you know how, off, off the top of your head, how many languages have I you translated? I do, I do. We have translated into 106 languages. Wow. We are working with about five or six others, so uh, Lord willing, we'll be over 110 pretty soon. Wow, that is cool. And yeah. uh, I think, don't you have a list of all of the things that are translated and all of the things we yet do. to be translated? We, we do have a list of uh, books that are translated on our website, mm -hmm. and and uh, we also have a, uh, a list of what we call print uh, projects. So we actually give you an idea of how much it costs for a project, uh, how much it would cost for a book, uh, whether it is sponsored or not. And that's also on our website. So mm -hmm. people will have an idea. Uh, Gee, I'd like to support this project. Oh, it's already supported, but maybe there's another project. Mm -hmm. um, so we try to keep the, that updated regularly so they can see that. Yeah, there are a lot of projects, a lot of there lot are. of really great work. Yeah. Um, so the, the the newest project, uh, the, the shiny one that we're talking about today, um, the Children's Missions Project uh, yes. for, for this school year. Tell me about that. Yeah, every school year we come up with a new project uh, to kind of get the kids interested in schools, Sunday schools, vacation Bible schools when that comes up too. Uh, this year it's uh, books for children in Ethiopia. We have pretty much exhausted our 10,000 children's Bible story books that we printed for Ethiopia. Well, you know, Mechaniasis is well over 9 million, so mm -hmm. it's a drop in the bucket. Yeah. And, and so one of the things we, we like to get kids excited about is seeing a growing church that is doing outreach, and now how can we get that those kinds of Lutheran materials into their hands? Luther's small catechism, children's Bible story books. Those primarily are things that we would do for kids. And uh, so what we do, we like to uh, we, we have project kits put together by our staff so that uh, a teacher doesn't have to say, gee, how would I teach this unit? Mm -hmm. uh, we have kits with uh, activities that they can do and, and uh, also explain, you know, the country of Ethiopia, what it is, telling people that there are, <laughs> there are numerous languages, 
hundreds that you you just you're amazed at how many languages are in that country you mm-hmm. think the dominant amharic but our own director for africa dinkubato dr dinkubato who is based in the twin cities um his native language is aromo mm-hmm. which is the second largest group and a predominantly muslim people because you think of ethiopia you know it's 70 percent christian but 30 percent muslim mm-hmm. there's a larger muslim population than people know and uh, so there's great work going on there in the borderlands of Somalia and so forth. So this is a, a, a great project, and we love to get kids excited and interested in this. So we will send staff members out to schools, but, but we send these kits out to people and, and let them know that, you know, you, you don't have to be wealthy. Um, sometimes I think smaller schools say, well, you know, bigger schools could do a lot more than we can. We have maybe, say, 20 Sunday school students, so we, we can't really do that much. And we say, you know, depending upon your time slot, say you just asked each kid to, to maybe give an offering of a total of $5 in the span of a month. And of those 20 Sunday school kids, those $5, that adds up to $100. That's 20 books wow. uh, for 20 kids in Ethiopia. So what you have is the 20 American kids uh, giving to the kids in Ethiopia. So they also get God's word. Um, and, and so that's kind of an exciting thing because, you know, a lot of them, they just don't have the resources over there. And, um, and we've got that great opportunity. So we really love to get schools involved in this. Mm-hmm. And it's such, it's such a small, a small difference, um, a, a small amount of, of money that, that uh, makes such a large difference uh, for all of these kids in oh. Ethiopia and, and other places. Too. Oh, it does. You know, it, it's, it's amazing to me because when I, when I went to Ethiopia a few years back, well, I've, I've gone there most every year, but I, I remember in particular a few years back because I was going from classroom to classroom in schools, and uh, I think the teachers were probably a bit irritated with me after a while. <laughs> I mean, havoc broke out. It was, it was. I could realize as a former teacher, uh, that teachers lost the kids for the day uh-huh. because uh-huh. you know they had these paperback little things, you know, something you'd get at a local Walmart or so. Mm-hmm. They didn't have hardcover books. Mm-hmm. And to give them this shiny, beautiful, well-illustrated Child's Garden of Bible stories in their own language, Amharic, uh, oh, the kids were just, oh, they were excited. And of course, here's this foreigner coming in, but but distributing these books, um, and they, they were just thrilled. And, and I think the teachers, after a while, were probably happy too, because we, we, we've added uh, questions. CPH has been good enough to allow us to add questions to the ends of the stories. Mm. So this is good for teachers. Okay, here's some, here's some activities for the kids once they finish the Bible story, and, and they ask some questions and repeat it. And, and just one image just sticks with me. When I was walking out of what they call the Mother Church in uh, Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, uh, a church founded by Swedish Lutherans, you know, mm-hmm. well over 100 years ago. And, and I just remember as our car was pulling out, I saw this little girl and she just took the book and she was holding it tightly to her chest with her arms crossed. Mm-hmm. And it was as if to say, this is my book, mm-hmm. this is mine. And, and I always think of those seeds planted because, you know, gee, you never know mm-hmm. what, what, what's going to happen in the life of that person who has God's word at a very early age. It's, mm-hmm. it's important. Yeah. And as, I mean, a lot of times we take for granted our, our large libraries of books and all of these uh, theological materials, even for kids that are available in English. Uh, whenever we have missionaries come through here, they always talk about mm-hmm. how few resources are available um, in native languages, especially in Africa, where you, you have a country uh, with hundreds of languages. 
languages, which is a little mind-blowing to Americans who really only speak English. Um, a lot of us, anyway. Um, it's, it's, that, that is an incredible thing for a person to finally receive something uh, in, in their own native language that they can read and understand and share with other people, too. Yeah, and I'm really happy to kind of, too, um, um, talk about our, our closer relationship with our Office of International Mission yeah. and uh, Area Director Shawin Trump there mm-hmm. in East Africa. Uh, we're working together to get into Tanzania a little bit more, mm-hmm. Swahili, the dominant language there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these children's Bible story books will be making their way south from where we've had them printed in Kenya down to uh, Tanzania, where, you know, the, the number of Lutherans is great, but mm-hmm. a lot of the Lutheran teaching's just not there. Mm-hmm. And so our own mission arm, we work really closely with them and, and uh, uh, International Director uh, Pastor Dan McMiller. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had great meetings with him and, and, and talking about what can we do to help you. And, and uh, so that's worked out well. But I did want to mention, too, that, you know, when we talk about this uh, helping these other churches, sometimes we don't think about what impact it has on our own kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you are, you are, of course, are a crosstown rival of, of ours <laughs> from Emmanuel Lutheran in Dearborn, and I grew up at Guardian Lutheran yeah, in Dearborn. It's true. Yeah, we won't talk about the sports games and things like that. We used to beat you. No. Yeah, you, you guys were way better. Well, we were, big, we were bigger, too. You're much bigger than we well, were. Well, that's why. But the, the really neat thing about it was we, we always had missionaries coming in, mm-hmm. and, and you just never know the impact that it has because, you know, Pastor Mike Tanney is over at St. John's and Morgan Ford, he ended up going in the mission field. Jim mm-hmm. Tino ended up going in the mission field. I went in the mission field. Uh, Greg Seltz, I guess we can add him too. Maybe he went in the mission <laughs> field too. But there were a lot of people from the church who who had mission just uh, planted into their brain at a young age. I remember the old little carousels with the slides coming in there and missionaries coming in and talking about it. And, you know, it was it was fascinating people serving in another part of the world, uh, learning about a different culture, but also being able to share God's word with them. That was just an exciting thing, I think, for all of us. And uh, and realizing the opportunities. And to this day, the church, my ch- home church, which I'm still a member of, uh, will uh, send out short-term mission teams. They built a church in Barquivit. Barquisimeto in Venezuela mm-hmm. as well. So uh, those connections continue. And and to me, if we go into a, a lot of these uh, grade schools, a lot of these uh, Sunday schools, like I say, big or small, it really doesn't matter. You don't know the impact you might have on one individual. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and that's such a great uh, great thing. And I, I remember growing up, we, we, used, we had our, our missionaries on our prayer list, and I remember praying for all of these missionaries, uh, I still remember their names because we prayed for them so often um, and having missionaries come through to the, uh, our church and the school, it, it does make a, a huge impact um, when you think about these people serving uh, around the world and, and sharing the gospel of Jesus. But you also mentioned um, sharing sharing the gospel right here at home. Even I mean, not all of us will be missionaries uh, to travel around the world, but but we have people here too in the U.S. that that we can still share the love of Christ with, and and who still need things uh, translated into different languages, too, if they're immigrants. Right. We, we are an immigrant nation. I, I always kind of use this little shtick, immigrants among us, U.S., <laughs> because they, uh, immigrants are still, we're, we're an immigrant church. Mm-hmm. I think we sometimes forget that because we always kind of think, well, Missouri Synod, German, Lutheran, 
we don't realize or, or really focus on the fact that we were immigrants mm-hmm. at one time. You know, you too were strangers in a strange land, as, <laughs> as we might read from Deuteronomy. Uh, we were strangers in a strange land, and there are many other strangers in a strange land today, in, in our land, who are coming here. And we have the opportunity to, at least as they learn English, also provide materials in their own language. We have this Chinese catechism, which is in uh, is bilingual English uh, mm-hmm. Mandarin. Mm-hmm. So this is one thing that uh, our Pastor Rod Benkendorf, who serves with us, just had a great opportunity. Um, he was doing a presentation at a school again, and there was a Chinese kid in there who said, hey, I can read that. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? He, he was going to the school. His parents were unchurched. Mm-hmm. And the pastor said, hey, you have something I can work with them on. They're interested. And, you know, he had a bilingual catechism, so they could read the Mandarin. He could read the Eng- English, and they were be- became members of the church. You know, uh. those, those are things that you just never know because there are all these immigrant peoples among us. And since we're working in 106 languages, there's a good chance <laughs> that we might know some of those. Although I, I've been here, I'm here in town for the student orientation at Concordia Seminary. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned from a couple of uh, students from Liberia about the, uh, I believe it's the Basa language. So I'd never heard of that one before. I said, well, okay, we got to work on this. <laughs> <laughs> There's always more to add there is, to the list. There is, to the ends of the earth, yes. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, such great work uh, you're doing here at, at home and abroad with all of these translation projects um, and, and getting getting young people involved in, in what's happening here and around the world and, and, and what it takes to share uh, the gospel with people who, who may never have heard about Jesus before. So um, we are all out of time, uh, but thank you so much for joining me in pleasure. studio. The Reverend Dr. Matt Heisey, Executive Director of the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. Thanks so much, and I'm sure we'll talk with you again when you're here thank in St. You, Louis. Appreciate it. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.